Hey everyone, welcome to the WZ Podcast with J-Rod here, deleted WrestleZone, very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here, folks. So welcome back for another episode here with us. Uh, today is, of course, um, I believe we're in April 27th, which is, of course, AEW Dynamite, but I know this was old news, or should I say a week old news. Let's talk about the Forbidden Door that was announced last week on Dynamite, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. Now, you're probably wondering, now it's about effing time. Yes, folks, it's, I think that's what everybody felt when that news happened, but it was, <coughs> it was bound to happen one way or another it just didn't matter now how did this whole thing began with this thing let's let's think back to before AEW ever existed we had guys like the Bucks Kenny Omega Hangman Page Cody um, various people we seen in New Japan who make appearances in AEW these were the ones that laid the door down for us to be fans of New Japan <coughs> I mean I became a fan of the Bullet Club and I got into New Japan because of them. And that's why I enjoy New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I was like thinking, yeah. Now, if you all recall, ever since AEW started, there was a lot of talk about building a partnership. I mean, that is something we definitely could see. Now, New Japan's partnership is with, of course, Ring of Honor at the time. But however, there was a lot of problems <coughs> surrounding New Japan and Ring of Honor. Now, if you guys know what I'm referring to, let's talk about that a little bit. Ring of Honor, they do have great talent, but to be honest with you, they have a bad way of displaying their 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 showcase, how they're going to, you know, present it, you know, for us fans. But I think that was the problem with Ring of Honor. And I think that's why... Wrestlers from New Japan who didn't want to come out there did not feel comfortable being there because of that. But also, the problem that Ring of Honor that New Japan had was back in um, the Super, the G1 Supercard, which took place back in 2019 at Madison Square Garden. If you guys remember, Ring of Honor brought in Big Kaz and Enzo. But however, this is where it gets more interesting. <coughs> Nobody from Ring of Honor told the representatives or the New Japan officials that they were bringing these guys. That caused a rift between both New Japan and Ring of Honor. And I understand that. I get it because it kind of felt, you know, in that particular way. Why? I mean, you're supposed to have communication between both companies. But they failed to do that. But there was a lot over since then. Since AEW existed, fans were saying... New Japan can have a much better partnership with AEW. Now, was that a lie? No, but it was a possibility. But there were several things that were taking place. The only reason it took this this long was because the first obstacle was, of course, the um, Herald Mage. Now, if you guys remember who Herald Mage is, uh, let's talk about Herald Mage was the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He actually was not Japanese-born. I think he was Swedish-born, 
entrepreneur. I'm not sure. Um, there was a lot of friction between him and the people that left New Japan, in particular the Young Bucks, Kenny, Cody, the Hangman, uh, who else? I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Chuck Taylor, Trent Barretta, because they made the choice to leave. Now, that was part one problem. If you guys remember during the G1 Climax of that very year, uh, Dave Meltzer even asked Kota Ibushi, what's the relationship has been like now with New Japan and Kenny? Now, Kota is very respectful about things like this. He doesn't want to put the laundry out, and that's the reason. So that was the re obstacle. And don't forget, New Japan... Uh, as you know, with the coronavirus taking place, there was no way for any foreign wrestlers to come into the States. And that was another issue they had to deal with. But we did have wrestlers like Kenta making appearance, Yuji Nagata. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Uh, but we, but that was pretty much it, yeah. Oh, yeah, Yuji Nagata. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Rocky Romero, who represents New Japan Pro Wrestling, but he's been mostly appearing at New Japan Strong. That's... Kind of one of the things that have been talked about ever since then. But I have to say it's pretty good. Now, I know there's endless of dream matches. There is one match we definitely have to see. One that New Japan AEW have to book. Now, if those who don't know where I'm referring to, I'll tell you anyway. Kenta versus CM Punk. The battle of the GTS. Now, ask yourselves, why? Why would this match be important? Now, ever since CM Punk reemerged in the wrestling scene, Kenta took notice. It's all about who had the better GTS. That's always been the case between these two. <coughs> now, we haven't heard from Kenta recently, but he, we know that there's been the angle he's been dealing with, with the whole thing with Bullet Club, but we know that amongst them is CM Punk. I would love to see that match take place. And I think it, it would be proper because we can finally see who is the master of the GTS. And that's one match we definitely have to see. Now, what other matches we can see? I mean, I could see ok Okada being there. I could see Tetsuya Naito. Well, we see Minoru Suzuki, Cutlass Time. Oh, yeah, Tomo Itoishi. We've seen him down in AW2. I forgot about that. But... Maybe Zack Sabre Jr. What about Will Ospreay? Well, we could see him because I think he will not. I think he's more like he wants to prove he's the best wrestler in the world and dominate the states. That's always been like that. But we'll see about that. But I'm so excited. Now, related to the question with New Japan, there is one more thing that many fans, someone asked now with the CEO, President Nama. <coughs> Obara, uh, Obari, or Obara, whatever his name is. There is one question that many fans began to question. What about stardom? According to Takami uh, Obara, Obara, Obari, he said this. Never say never. Now, this article is on the Sports Illustrated edition somewhere. He talked about this. It's not off the table seeing stardom and AEW together. 
because if you guys remember this, Bushi Road, the parent company of New Japan, also owns <coughs> also owns Stardom. It would make sense. Now, would we see a pay-per-view between them? Yet, yeah, absolutely. We have wrestlers who actually wrestle down there in New Japan. You have Ruby Soho, when she was known as Heidi Loveless. Um, who else was there? Britt Baker. Um, Tony Storm. Jamie Hayter. Um, Thunder Rosa has wrestled there, too. And there's, I think that's a few of them. But, yes. <coughs> there are some trademarks with stardom of foreign wrestlers in AEW that could be valuable to them. And that could wor work perfectly. Now, who would I like to see? Well, from that, well, my favorite faction is the Cosmic Angels, to be honest with you. I would love to see all of them. Because here's the thing. Two of the Cosmic Angels can speak English. That is Waka Tsukiyama and Mina Shirakawa. But who would I like to see? I think people would like to see members from Stars, Oda Tai, Queen's Quest. I mean, the list goes on and on. But yes, I could picture that. I just can't, <coughs> can't wait to see that happening. Now, in relation to both New Japan and Stardom, something transpired. Now, let's go back when it began with Momokogo. Now, if you guys remember, early this year, Momokogo was the new girl in Stardom. Uh, she was not affiliated with anybody yet. She had her first match against Unagi. Unagi said that she will never join uh, Cosmic Angels, but she had no intentions. And they're, everybody from Cosmic Angels were, like, dumbfounded. Like, what? I mean, I think they wanted her to join, but Momokogo had no interest. However, she did have an interest in joining Stars. Of course, Mayu and Koguma were okay with it because um, they don't mind. But the only person that had to try to accept her is Azuki because Azuki... She reason she came back is because stardom has changed. Mostly all the girls who ever been to stardom are homegrown wrestlers from the dojo in stardom. Momokogo was not originally from there. She's from uh, at-risk girls, you know. But Mayu assigned her to be her instructor to teach her the ways of, uh, of stardom. But there was one thing that became a mystery. Momo had two important matches that were coming up, I think, in February. One was, in fact, New Blood, where she had wrestled against uh, Gatomu's Sayaka. Uh, the other one was, of course, against uh, Hina. You know, no, Hana, uh, who is currently the future of stardom. <coughs> but she had to learn to uh, get herself into shape, uh, get everything all worked out for her on her training. But Azuki called in her sensei, Nell Brown. Now, the mystery sensei was the topic of discussion by many fans. Some people assume it was Kagetsu because we haven't heard anything from her since then. But to be honest with you, it wasn't Kagetsu. There was no way it was her because um, if you guys remember, there's been some problems that the uh, Bushiro don't like her for some odd reasons. But... Kagetsu, in my opinion, is a good leader. She helps a lot of wrestlers out when she was with Stardom. You know, especially those who are not used to being in the ring yet. They put them. To, she puts them to be managers for a short time until she gets the they get the hang of it. 
But <coughs> the mystery began a few days ago when it's finally been revealed. The sensei is none other than Blue Justice, Yuji Nagata. Now, that was a big surprise for me, but it would make sense. Reason why. From my understanding, Yuji Nagata is training the Young Lions at the New Japan Dojo. I say it's a perfect opportunity for these girls, for all the members of Stars, to learn from a guy like him, a veteran of the game. You know, learn some new techniques that not, nine of them might not have ever heard of. And I think it fits perfectly. Because we have seen Stardom making appearances in Wrestle Kingdom, <coughs> like for pre-shows, but having them making a, a match in the middle of last uh, Wrestle Kingdom, that was a, a very special one. And I think it was pretty good. And having Nagata, not to mention Stars even celebrated on that very day, uh, Yuji Nagata's birthday. I hope they release a full video of their training session because I would like to see what Stars have learned from someone like, like a master like Yuji Nagata. Okay. Now, in more relations to Stardom, I've been following Cosmic Angels member Waka Tsukiyama. Now, Waka has been dealing with a whole lot ever since she followed any of you guys followed the storylines with her. Uh, she was she uh, joined the, the Cosmic Angels, I believe, late last year. Uh, I think it was in October or September, one of the two. Uh, she became the newest member of the Cosmic Angels. And basically, she's been on a losing streak. She had teamed up with Lady C on various occasions. Um, but if you guys remember, late, uh, back in February, when uh, Mai Sakurai turned her back on on, uh, on Cosmic Angels, but in particular, Waka Tsukiyama. So Waka was hurt. She was saddened. But much of the story, the way I see it, it's more like, uh, Tam, Mina, and Unagi have been mostly comforting Waka because they know how hurt she is, how fragile she is. But however, Mai Sakurai has been trying to tell you one day she's going to leave you because she's claiming that the Cosmic Angels forced her into dancing. But Waka, on the other hand, like a couple of months ago, assured them, nope, no one forced me to do anything. But recently she has been now, in the last couple of weeks, getting the dance routine done perfectly. I have to say, it's not perfect, but it's getting done. It's like, it's good, good, uh, little by little, good enough. But in her last few matches that she ever had in tag team, she has showed a lot of fire. That's something that Tam was looking for. But I think that's a sign for us to say it's only a matter of time until she wins her first match. But you're not going to believe who has been keeping an eye on her mostly. That is, of course, Azuki and Hana. Of stars. Now, I'm thinking, are they going to try to convince her to leave Cosmic Angels? Because that would suck for them. But, however, I don't know how that would work. I mean, she embraces the Cosmic Angels no matter what. They've always been there for her. They put much of their intention for her all the time. They get to hang out and all this and that. But Waka has been one of those wrestlers that many fans enjoy. I have to say she's like, she's almost getting there to the moment where 
they're gonna pick up. She's gonna pick up her first win if it's a tag team or in singles. I'm just still paying attention to that, so I'm kind of excited for that. So I think that's pretty much it with Waka. So let's move on with a very interesting topic, which I find a load of bullshit coming from WWE. Okay, this is the thing that bothers me. What the fuck is this about WWE once again with these fucking name changes? We keep saying this all the time. Name changes. <coughs> it's so fucking stupid. I don't know why they act like something is broken that needs to be fixed with the names. If you guys know about that, that kind of fits in. Now, remember, Roxy changed her name to Roxanne Perez. Now, I don't mind the name. I mean, I'm okay with it. It's close enough to the Roxy we know. But, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird. But recently, we had Casey Catanzaro. They changed her name to Katana Ch uh, Chance. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Why are they trying to treat this like something is broken? What's wrong with their names they had before? Casey has never been anywhere in any wrestling. We all know her reputation as a, a part of the Ninja Warrior. <coughs> and, and that kind of pisses me off. But however... Two more names have been changed. One was Kylie... Kay Lee Ray, the forever champion. I'm like, oh my God, why, 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 why WWE had to change her name? Now she calls herself Alba Fire. I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking stupid. I'm like, I don't know why. But that's not the only name. This one, you may know. We got Bianca Corelli. Now, those who don't know who she is, Bianca Corelli is the daughter of Santino Morella. Now, she has signed with WWE last month in March, <coughs> but she's yet to debut. However, it's now changed where she's going to debut in the starting of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament, the very first one. But her new name has now been displayed. Ariana Grace. Now, thinking about that, I'm like, hmm, not bad. I mean, I mean, it's good, but not, but it's not that bad. Not gonna lie. But I know some of you are probably questioning, why can't she just use her dad's name, like uh, Morella? I mean, that would fit, but the problem is, <coughs> much like Braun Breaker, they don't want him to associate to his dad, who we know him as, Rick Steiner. I don't know why. We have seen second generation wrestlers in WWE. You got Charlotte Flair. You got, um, what's his name? Cody Rhodes. They used the name. But I don't know why not her. That, that kind of brings more questions to me about that. You know, I'm like thinking, why? Why would WWE do that? But I don't know. But... I can't wait to see what she's going to do in wrestling. I know she does have a background in uh, MMA and boxing. So that's going to be a good thing to watch. <coughs> now, the last thing I'm going to talk about is 
This Japanese organization of wrestling mostly consisted of Yoshi wrestlers called Nomads. Now, those who may or may not, I don't know if I've ever done a Nomads review on this one. Um, I know I talked about it in... Um, in um in my in the YouTube channel but I I try to remember but if you guys don't know what nomads is I'll tell you anyway nomads is an organization full of freelance wrestlers basically wrestlers who in fact are in the freelance now if you guys know this there are wrestlers in Japan who are mostly freelancers they actually how do I say they in fact um don't stay in one place. They just move on to the next. And that kind of makes understandable. But uh, recently this was started by four particular Yoshi wrestlers. Uh, Sarume Natsu, Rina Yamashita, uh, <coughs> Miyuki Takase, and of course uh, my favorite, Maya Yuhiki, who also knows how to speak English. Now, why is this important in every in this in this story? Well, there's a reason why. These women are all freelancers. Uh, Maya recently was part of of Ice Ribbon. Eventually became a um, how do I say this? Eventually, she just um, you know went freelance because many of the wrestlers that kind of, uh, you know, went into that direction. Uh, she wanted to do something with with them. However, uh, much of their, how do I say, um, <coughs> much of everything they do is more like all about freelance. And then they just announced, their, uh, announced a few of their shows that are coming up, such as um, in Jinjuku Face, I think, in um, on May 20th. Uh, basically what is going on is they already started making the process of booking the matches that they want to put. Now, amongst them, here are what I have been hearing about in Nomads. Um, here is the card from top to bottom. Opening match, we have Tae uh, Hamna taking on Momoka Hanazono. Now, Tai Homna was originally out for a while due to injury, but they managed to reach out to her, asking her if she's willing to wrestle. And, of course, she's down. Now, here's other matches that they put in. For the second match, we have a trios match. First team, we have Coyote Yonoyama, Makoto, and Mika Ozaki taking on the members and part of the fa of the promotion Colors, uh, Ikari Shizumu, Rina Amikura and Yuko Sakurai. Third match, we have Kaho Kobayashi taking on the destroyer Hiroyo Matsumoto. This is going to be a good match because <coughs> what Kaho Kobayashi mentioned, Matsumoto had taught her a lot about pro wrestling. Now, this is the first match in since last July that Kobayashi actually wrestled in, and I'm like, hmm. This is going to be interesting. Now, uh, the next match, we have Saki of Colors teaming up with Sayuri Onoe to take on Asuka 
and you. And I'm kind of excited for that. But the main event, we got Rina Yamashita and Maya Yuhiki taking on Miyuki Takase and Ryu Mizunami. I have to say this is a good match just to watch. I'm so excited to see. Now, the real problem I'm still trying to understand, is this going to be on YouTube? Because the way I see it, um, not a lot of promotions in Japan that I know of, like, for example, Colors, the uh, girls' pro wrestling unit, they don't they exist, but they don't have any way to broadcast their shows. Um, but I hope they can post it on YouTube because I would love to see this. It's kind of interesting to see. I mean, I've been watching Got to Move on YouTube with the Choco Pro flag show they have, <coughs> and, of course, Gleed. And I'm kind of curious about everything else. But for that, that's one of the few things I'm kind of curious about. So... I think that's pretty much it. So I hope everybody enjoys this episode. Um, stay tuned for more on my YouTube channel. I'm going to do five reviews on this one. I got German Promotion Ultimate uh, Unlimited Wrestling. The Day 4 of the Champion Carnival by All Japan Pro Wrestling. The 60th Anniversary Show of Cork and Hall with New Japan and All Japan. Then, of course, Spring Tour by Tokyo Chi Pro. And then All Elite Wrestling. I just recently did a review with NWA and AW Dark and NXT 2.0 just been uploaded hours ago, but you guys should enjoy that. So I think that's pretty much it what we got. So I'll see you guys on the next time. So I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. And have a nice day. Bang.